What's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'm your host, Adam Martin, more commonly known as the No Breakfast Guy, and hope you're doing what you love with the people that you love, and let's just jump straight into it. So welcome back to another episode. I've got a hard-hitting, right-to-the-point, let's-get-the-podcast-started uh, type episode today. Won't fluff around. You've clicked that link. You've seen what the title is. So you want to know how much cardio should you be doing when you're looking to lose fat? Now, it's a common question I get is, you know, which is better? Should I do cardio or should I do weights? We've talked about that before. I've got a podcast on it. If you want to go and click on that one, you can certainly go and find that. But today, it's about cardio. Is it important? Do you need to do it? When you should introduce it? How much you should do? And let's just talk all things cardio because I do still get people saying, Adam, I really dis dislike the gym or in this COVID world we're in at the moment, the gyms are always shutting down. I just find it difficult to get into them. I'd rather just go for a run or a bike ride or whatever it might be. Now, I'm going to pretty much lean on the idea of running um, because most people, that's what they kind of think of when they're doing uh, cardio. Um, And I'm going to then look at also talking about um, NEAT and going for a walk. Now, I'm all for people walking, but I'm sorry to say, going for a walk is not cardio exercise. Yes, oh, but out of my power walk, I don't care. Cool, you're walking. I love it. Keep walking. Keep putting those steps in. But when we're talking about cardio exercise, we're talking about really elevating the heart rate. As I said, whether you're going for a bike ride, going for a run, on a cross, you know, on a, what do you call them, cross trainer at the gym, this is what I'm talking about when we're talking about cardio exercise. And so the number one thought that most people have, and I said this in the show notes at the start, is most people think that when I go to look to lose body weight, I need to look to take care of the food I'm eating, obviously, but then I need to just burn as many calories as I possibly can. And I've heard that running is the most calorifically burning exercise you can do. So I want to do that because that's the thing that's going to help me burn as much calories as I possibly can. I've stated this before as well, is that if your sole reason for doing exercise, whatever the exercise may be, is to increase the amount of calories that you're burning, or you're always looking at your watch, oh, how many calories did I just burn in that session? You are doing exercise for the wrong reason. Number one, those calorie estimates on how many calories are being burned in that particular exercise bout, a massively inaccurate and so they they shouldn't even be considered as something to give you even an idea because they're so inaccurate and so I wouldn't be concerning yourself with that uh, in the slightest but second and more importantly is that exercise is not there as a way to burn calories exercise should have a goal around it based around either getting stronger getting fitter going faster lifting something more doing more reps there should be a you know an outcome-based goal around your exercise, something that you're aiming for. What are you trying to achieve? No, you're not trying to achieve fat loss. Fat loss is gonna come through the calories that you consume, and that's what we're gonna talk about. And this is why what I really wanted to lean in on today is it how much cardio should you be doing when you're trying to lose body fat? I actually say you should massively reduce the cardio output that you're trying to do when you're in a fat loss phase. And there's a very good reason for that, is that for anyone who's done lots of running, and again, I'm gonna lean on that running, or if you go for nice big bike rides or whatever your cardio exercise may be, 
I think 99% of you will probably nod your head to this and say, when you do an increased amount of exercise in the cardio-based form, you feel hungrier. Why? Because it puts a big tax on your body in that when you really go for a big run, whether a big run for you is a 5K run, a 10K run, a half marathon or a marathon, you know, whatever your running distance may be, it makes you hungry because your heart rate goes through the roof and that extra output that your body is doing signals to your body, oh my God, I need to eat. Now, not necessarily do you need to eat, but because of that increased output and that body's you know huge spike in heart rate, we do have that urge to want to eat more. The urge to eat more is far less when you're doing strength-based type exercise, regardless of what the calorie output of that exercise is. And so my recommendation for most clients that I'm talking to when they are looking to lose body fat is to massively reduce their cardio output especially in the beginning. And again, there's a very strong reason for that, and I'll talk about that as we get into it, into the rest of this podcast. But in the very beginning, you should be in a slight calorie deficit. I tend to look for 10 to 15%. Again, if you massively go huge on your calorie deficit and then you massively go huge on your cardio output, you're basically going to the extreme ends of both the, I guess, the, the energy in, the energy out part of the equation. And it's a very bad place to start. And there's a good reason for that. Number one, it's going to be very difficult to maintain that. If you're going to try and then massively up the amount of exercise you're doing and then massively decrease the calories that you're putting in, you're being in a big energy, um, I guess, deficit, which, yes, is what we're trying to um, do when we're trying to look uh, to lose body fat. But if you're not giving yourself adequate nutrition but massively outputting on your exercise, you're going to feel tired. You're not going to get the best out of that exercise. You're not going to recover as well. You're going to be grumpy, moody, and it's just going to lead to more likely see you want to have a huge amount of calories at some point. And whether that's a binge or whether you have a massive uh, input of calories, at the end of the day, consistency is what matters. And so look to a small calorie deficit and look to just having a couple of bouts of exercise a week and massively reducing, though, the cardio-based exercise that you do. And again, I want to explain why that would be the case coming up next. But this is this is the best place to start you from because it gives you um, some more wiggle room. So if you're only in a very slight calorie deficit and you're only doing a little bit of exercise, you then have room to move. So should you, in a month's time, go, you know what, I've really settled in well, I'm maintaining this calorie deficit really well. Progress is coming, but I feel I can do more. You know, you be honest with yourself at that point. You feel you can do more. Great. You can add in a little bit more exercise. You can subtract a little bit more uh, calories or do just one, uh, one or the other. But it gives you that flexibility as opposed to what I said at the beginning. Most people say the least amount of calories, but the most amount of exercise. It gives you no wiggle room whatsoever uh, from there. Now, the flip to that is if you do no cardio exercise at the very beginning of your uh, weight loss phase, it gives you again that, I guess, flexibility to add it in. For most people, we're wanting to try and eat as much as we possibly can while still achieving the results. So telling, telling a client or telling if you're doing this on your own that you now need to reduce the calories because you're not seeing 
the results that you're after. Telling someone to eat even less when they're already in a calorie deficit is a, is a difficult thing to do. No one wants to eat less. You know, we're always trying to eat as much as we can to obviously be as full as we can, as satiated as we can, and really feel like we're giving our body all the nutrition that it possibly needs to help with the exercise bouts that we're doing. Okay, so if we can then add in some cardio exercise because we're finding that we're stalling out a little bit on the progress moving forward, again, it just gives us another tool, gives us that flexibility to add something in. And so usually I'll say, look, to a client, when we're starting out, I want to be the most minimal calorie deficit we can. Let's add in two to three you know, strength training uh, workouts in a week. Now, those strength training could be at home. They could be in a gym. I don't mind either way, but two to three bouts of 30 to 40 minutes on each one of those. Perfect. That's where we're going to start. Six weeks in, client comes to me, Adam, doing well, but I've just found like it's stalling out a little bit. I've been really strict with my food. You know, exercise is going well. What can I do? This is the moment where I would then either suggest let's add another strength session in there. So you might be then doing four sessions uh, a week. Or if that person's going, I'm really enjoying those, but I feel like I want to, I want to move more. I want to get outside. Like you know, it's beautiful weather now. I want to get out. So that's when I would then say, okay, cool. Let's add in some cardio training. Let's add in one run a week. Or would you like to go for a nice long bike ride? Again, something that's going to be around about that kind of 30 to 40 minutes. Now understand that if you're very new to running, going for a 40 minute run is not going to be something that you can do. So maybe, as I said, it's a shorter run to start with and you build yourself up from there or you jump on a bike or a cross trainer at the gym, whatever you might be doing to add in that cardio training. But this shouldn't be super steady state, as in it shouldn't be super easy for you just to cruise along. I want you to push yourself. I want you to challenge yourself. That's the point of it. And it leads me into what I'm then going to say with regards to knees and adding in more walking. But again, as I said, before we move on to that part, The idea is just to have that flexibility and have those things up your sleeve to be able to add them in rather than just try and add everything in from the beginning and have no room to go and then just feel completely overwhelmed that you're doing so much exercise and nowhere near enough calories coming in to just sustain and recover and perform well in those exercise belts. And so again, just to reiterate, from the very beginning, my suggestion is get rid of all cardio and it will make sustaining and adhering to that calorie deficit a much easier proposition. Now, in a few weeks' time, when you're starting to settle in, you're getting used to the reduced calories, you're feeling how you recover and how you perform in your exercise, if you feel like you can add more in, great. This is then when you would add those cardio bouts in. This is where you would then start having some you know, some extra running sessions or some bike riding sessions or some swimming or whatever the cardio session may be very gradually adding that in. Again, you don't want to find in a situation where you're all of a sudden, okay, cool, six weeks in, this has been going great. I'm really settled in. Now I'm going to add in five runs a week on top of the three strength training sessions I'm already doing. No, add it in one at a time. Add in one bout, see how you go for a couple of weeks. Did it settle in well? You're all feeling good? You want a bit more exercise in there? Cool, then add it in. But again, do it in small incremental amounts so we're just gradually moving that stick forward rather than just whapping it, whapping it, whacking it right in there in one big load. Now to complement all this, as I said, I know a heap of you probably were saying, Adam, but I do my walking. That's my cardio. And I told you at the beginning of this podcast, no, that's got nothing to do with cardio. Let's talk about knees though. And let's talk about increasing your steps. The single 
most effective and underrated movement and exercise that you can be doing is walking. Far too many people underestimate just how powerful NEAT is at helping you lose weight and getting you into that calorie deficit. As I said, the idea should be to eat as much as you possibly can while still achieving results. Okay, so we want to have a minimal calorie deficit. It is very untaxing, and I know that's not a word, but I said before it's very taxing to have these big cal- um, cardio bouts into your into your life, but it's very untaxing just to move more. You know, if you're just going for a, a walk instead of uh, driving the car to the shops to pick up some groceries, walk to the shops. Go to a, a, a couple of... Um, you know, stops away from the, you know, if you have to drive to the train station, or whatever, instead of parking at the train station, park a, a few blocks away from it and walk the rest of the way. Take the stairs rather than the elevator. Don't stand on elevators, walk up the elevators, whatever those things may be. But getting those steps in, be it from a meaningful walk, as in I'm going to go and do a 30 minute walk, or you just move more throughout the day, whatever it is, increase the amount of steps that you're doing. It's a really easy thing to kind of add into your life, but it's a very untaxing, and again, I know that's not a word, but untaxing on the system. You're not going to feel that effect with regards to, oh, I feel so much hungry because I did you know, so many more steps today. You're not going to feel that effect like you would by adding in more cardio bouts that are really spiking the heart rate and really challenging you on a challenging run, a challenging bike ride. And so get a watch on your hand or pretty much all phones now have step counters in them. So make sure it's sitting in your pocket so it's counting those steps for you. And just track it over the next week if you're not already tracking what your steps are. See what your average step count is per day. Most people are very surprised that their step count is very low. You know, I've got clients that will do this and they'll all of a sudden they'll say, yeah, I'm averaging about two or 3,000 steps a day, especially in this COVID world that we live in now. We're working from home. We're not moving about as much. We're just not moving as much. You should be, now there's nothing magical about 10,000 steps, but get your steps up, 8,000, 9,000, 10,000. Be non-negotiable about it. Set a task that's obviously manageable but challenging for you. Don't If you're averaging 2,000 steps and you say, okay, non-negotiable, I've got to do 15,000 steps a day, that's very unlikely it's going to happen. But if you're averaging three to four or 5,000 steps a day, adjust it up by 20%. See if you can then average maybe seven to 8,000 steps a day. And then gradually again, slowly add in more steps when you can really nail 8,000 steps every single day. Look to make it 9,000, look to make it 10,000. And those extra steps are just extra movement that's gonna help your body use more energy, which means being in that calorie deficit, you're making that deficit bigger just by moving more. And it's something that you can do every single day, whereas exercise is usually only going to be a couple of times a week. So the impact that exercise actually has, and I know I said not to focus on how many calories it burns, but it is part of the equation. I understand that. But it's a very, 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 very small part of the equation because we don't do it every single day. But what we move and where we go and how we step and those kind of just incidental type movements are something that we need to do every single day. So if you can be actively thinking about doing more of it every single day, it has a real big impact on that energy balance equation. And you, hopefully, by doing a little bit more movement, obviously keeping really strict with that calorie deficit, 
getting rid of all cardio-based exercise in the very beginning and really focusing on that strength-based work of two to three sessions a week and then lifting that maybe to three to four sessions a week. And six weeks in or so, once you've really cemented things down, you're really good with nutrition, you've gotten used to the lower calories, you're adding in a few bouts of exercise, um, bouts of strength training each week, you're really now starting to step more, this is when you would then start implementing more cardio. And so to answer the question outright, how much cardio should you do when looking to lose body fat? My suggestion from the outset, you should be doing a big fat zero. Get rid of all cardio exercise in the very beginning and focus more on a strength-based type program. Be really strict with your calories in a very minimal calorie deficit. Now, if you hear all that and you say, Adam, but I just love my cardio exercise. I don't like going to the gym or the gyms are all shut because we're in lockdown at the moment. Okay, I get it. Let's do a minimal amount of cardio exercise then. Maybe look to one to two sessions a week, but massively ramp up the amount of steps that you're doing. Okay, so if you're not going to do any strength training and you say, Adam, I only want to do cardio type stuff because I like getting outside, I like the fresh air, I get it, I love it, that's great, but just reduce the amount of exercise you're doing in the beginning phases and massively increase the amount of steps that you're doing. That will just lead the beginning of this program that you're going to go on to help you with your fat loss journey. It'll make that start a much easier I guess, thing to adhere to from the beginning. And once you're settled in, six weeks in or so, then you can start to look to ramp those up. So really hope that nails uh, the question that was posed of how much cardio you should be doing when looking to lose body fat. Hope that gives you some nuggets of uh, gold to really start implementing. And hopefully what you've heard today, it might be a complete flip on what you have been doing and what you have been doing hasn't been working for you. And I hope this flip of the switch of just changing your ideas around cardio and it being an effective use um, of exercise to help with body fat because it's just really not. As I said, when I get clients and myself, when I tend to look to drop weight or my clients are coming to me, I massively decrease their cardio output just to make it a much easier proposition. So that's been this week's episode of the podcast, guys. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Um, We've got a big guest Uh, on next week. It's his third appearance on the show. I'm so excited to have him back on the show. And we're going to talk about a topic that um, not many people talk about. And so I can't wait to bring that one to you because I think it's going to be a really insightful chat. Um, And you might learn a heap about um, this particular topic that again, as I said, I want to give it away. I can't wait to have a chat with, uh, with him next week. But guys, I hope you've enjoyed the episode this week. As always, it would mean the world to me if you could just Take 20 seconds out of your day. Go and hit that five-star rating for me on iTunes. And if you could just do a little comment, little review, that would really, really help me out and it would let me know that you're enjoying the episodes coming through. But enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend, wherever you may be. Hope you're all safe and well. I love you all. Thanks for dropping in. Talk to you next week. Bye.